Welcome everyone to the Friends at Carry On podcast, where we dive deeper into our trips, unpack tips, and everything in between. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to go on a trip with your favourite group of friends. Hello everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Friends That Carry On. I am Tony, and today we have Eric, Brian, and Jim Scott. Welcome, guys. Hey, Hello. everybody. Ciao. How you guys doing? Excellent. Pretty, Pretty darn better. good today. Yep. Pretty darn good. I yeah. like it. I like it. It's Friday. It is Friday. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's going to be Thursday when this comes out. Oh, my it's bad. It's Friday for you. Sorry. Friday. <laughs> A little bit of live action there, people. It's quite all right. Quite all right. So, today we're going to do something unique. Right. Yeah. Unique. So, we all talk about how much we love to travel and visit every place, right? And... We've also talked about possibly staying longer abroad. So we thought it was nice to talk about potentially owning or renting something across the pond or even locally, I guess. But more of a second place to live, to share. I mean, maybe not own individually because, you know, we all don't have the means to have multiple homes, but we could share it. Or look into renting or looking for a place that maybe want to spend half the year or retire to and We've all heard these buy a place for a dollar, right? Yeah. There's oh, all yeah. kinds of crazy things that are out there. So we thought we should just explore what goes into thinking about living abroad, whether it's now or later. So, so being stuck here for three months without being able to go outside of your own town probably has a little bit to do. Has a little it? bit to do with <laughs> maybe thinking about goodness gracious, I want to get out of here for good. <laughs> exactly. And seeing how some of us uh, are reacting to various things make me want to get the heck away, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Yeah, just make sure you go to a place where those things may not happen. Oh, they're all going to happen, but at least know. it's a different set of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we typically, you know, in our, our newer format, we've been kind of going through and we talk about a place to go. We've been talking about, okay, well, how do you decide where to live or where to stay if we're on a trip? What to eat. Yeah, then where to eat, where to eat is usually a segment and then also talking about things to do. So right. all of those things are considered or should be considerations when you're going to move somewhere too, right? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. we should think about that. So the whole premise of the show, I guess, is then to kind of talk about what are all the things we have to think about to even consider this or what should we think about before we decide on location. So everybody's had their, their homework, right? Yeah, <laughs> we've, we've done the homework. <laughs> Mainly it's cost. Well, that's one thing for me. Some people, yeah. Some some people might not have that issue. I do. Yeah. See, I would disagree. I don't. I don't know about mainly. That's that's a factor for sure. It's going to unfortunately going to determine where I go. So, well, I don't know. There's there's places you could probably live for free in Antarctica, but I'm not sure you want to go there. Right. (laughs) Give and take. (laughs) (laughs) You give and they take. (laughs) Well, well, a couple of the lists because there's all kinds of lists that are out there. you know what's the uh, the one big one that uh, Jim Reed always talks about the um, the annual global retirement index they publish all the time mm. that, t- that kind of weights all the different things or four main factors. Yeah. You know how easy easy it is, it is to get a visa. You know housing costs. Um, you know weather. Ease you know, of that buying property. Yeah, healthy so that, living. So it varies. You know they, they value that, but there's all kinds of lists. And, and Eric, you right. talk about cheap. I found a really, really cheap place. Hmm. Um, Minsk, Belarus. Hmm. They don't recommend you go there. 
<laughs> so just saying. So it's not all just about cost. Did they say why they recommend it? You may not you make it go. out, but that's okay. Oh, really? Well, if you're retiring there, does it matter? <laughs> Once again, it it's give or take. <laughs> Sounds like a good central location, though. In it Europe, is. anyway. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. But uh, the, the Global Retirement Index is, is put out by uh, Travel and Leisure, um, International Living, I'm sorry. And uh, and they put it out first of the year. So mm-hmm. just real quickly, their top 10, if we want to just hit some general areas and then we can, can go down where we want. Number 10 was Vietnam, mm. which, I mean, we, we've been there recently, and there's a lot of good things there. Mm-hmm. Number nine is France, mm-hmm. and I know everybody here at the table loves France. Absolutely. Um, number eight is Spain, which we've been throughout Spain, and there's not much to, to dislike about that. Uh, number seven is Malaysia, which I can't say I've been there, but I've heard good things. Number six is Ecuador, which, and we'll probably mention them, uh, later, but we met a couple, uh, Keith and Tina Paul who run, uh, retire early and travel the world, uh, com website. And they actually, uh, retired early from Cal and lived in California and moved to, uh, I always say this wrong, but Quinica, is that how you say it? Uh, Ecuador? I think it's Quinca. Quinca? Mm. Uh, Ecuador. And uh, it was like an 80% less cost of living than mm. when they lived in California. So wow. they're actually living what their website is, and then they still travel the world and, and all that. So, And we'll probably mention them again later. Um, <clears throat> number five is Colombia. I guess they've gotten the cartels under control there. I'm not sure. <laughs> number four is Mexico, which I would say the same thing. And then uh, number three is Costa Rica, which I know Eric uh, likes Costa Rica. has been there a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is Panama, which I've heard a lot of great things about mm-hmm. Panama, so I understand why they're uh, pretty much at the top there. I think they were number one last year. Mm. And then number one, which we just spoke about last week, is Portugal. Oh wow! Yeah. So, uh, it, so is there a date places. on that list? Like, what date did that come out? Uh, January of this year. January of this year. Okay. And I think that's uh, Portugal's either fourth or fifth year in a row at the top of that list. Yeah. So did I hear Italy? Panama. You did not no. hear what? Italy. On the top Nothing for Italy. Well, again, it, you got to think about the how they're categorizing. So it's a summary of mm. all of those things. So, mm. yeah. Hmm. Yep, absolutely. So, um, so I, I mean, obviously we can talk about any of them if you want. Let's see if I can find out what all makes up that index. I know Tony already hit some it's of that. It's uh, four main categories, Jim, are cost of living, mm-hmm. health care, mm-hmm. um, visa, and residence. Gotcha. And they changed them around a little bit. Um, it used to be when they would talk about uh, kind of like a wealth, um, the weather type of, you know, kind of residence situation. It used to be always warm. Well, then they were like, well, not everybody wants to necessarily live where it's beachy in summer. Right. Um, so now they, they give weighted factors more to, is there a, a variety? You know, like if you get into Italy, of course, it has a variety. And, and a lot of those places that we see on, on that list, you can have mountain stays. You can have on the beach. There's so many things you can choose from. So that's the four main categories. Yep. I, I have uh, from International Living's annual global retirement index. They, you know, so they we were just talking about it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so they. What I see here is there's a number of other things that they had factored in oh, okay. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So as far as you know, visa and residency requirements, and you know, f- 
fitting in and how easy it is to make friends. Those are those are factored in climate, uh, development and infrastructure, political mm-hmm. situation, you know, mm-hmm. several several other things that they have included here. So I'm not sure if they were in the same if, if it was the same. Yeah, it's the same one. one. Yeah. yeah. So those are the those kind are of the four big things, big. and then they have those little pieces that kind of go within it. But they kind of look at the the all-inclusive things because you can look at cheapest places to stay and you'll get a little different list. Like oh, I was saying, right. you could stay in Minsk, but <laughs> you know, it may not be as comfortable <laughs> as you'd like. Right. But I suppose before you decide to retire somewhere or, or take up a long-term residence, you probably want to look at more than just those four things yeah. and, and uh, you know, lots of, lots of things to consider. Exactly. Well, Brian, we were talking about this a little while ago. Um, I mean, one of the main reasons we also kind of started about this was, I don't know if it was you that brought it up that we found reading an article about the dollar homes you could purchase. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, I, I, <laughs> I had read an article and we've seen it over right. the years, you know, here and there. And uh, I was just out for a run one morning and it just started going through my head about, well, you know, we've, we've got a large group of friends, you know, people we get along with really well, you know, what, what would it be like or what, you know, if, if we wanted to, like you said, either rent or maybe even do this, you know, potentially buy a place somewhere and renovate it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the places I had, had seen this article, this was specific to three of the towns in Italy, one of them on the island of Sicily. And, you know, they were selling homes for a dollar, and there's all sorts of caveats, but you can go and you can take a tour, pay for a tour, and it's a refundable um, amount that you pay, but you get to do a tour through the town through the caverns, through the meat markets and the vineyards, and just kind of see what the area is like and, and visit the homes that the town actually owns. So, in, or there are others for sale, but the mm-hmm. town actually owns them, and it's supposedly easy to make the transaction happen right. with a deposit, and then you, you're basically committed to renovating within a three-year period, and they give you cost of uh, average cost of renovation per square foot and all sorts of things to consider and uh you know but location you know you want to consider location and how you get there and you know how uh how much you're going to have to invest in the property all sorts of things to think about um i i thought that that was a really interesting way to maybe think about retirement especially if you had a group of friends and maybe you did a few of these homes, mm-hmm. maybe search them out, research them, and and over the course of a couple of years or so, maybe uh, take some trips and visit them and and check them out. I think that would be yeah. a lot of fun and and a good experience. Yeah, look, I was thinking, <clears throat> you can also in Spain they're they're selling entire villages. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they built entire villages that no one ever lived in. Yeah, they, well, they have. I saw one that was in the northwestern part, um, getting close to Portugal. Um, that the houses themselves in those general areas sell for like they're expensive. They're, I mean, they're on the coast. I mean, they're pretty. They're like two hundred thousand dollars, but you could buy an entire village for two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. And that village may have like six or eight houses in it already, but it's because the houses are done and they're already in a place. But the villages are kind of removed from that area. They're kind of all on their own. Mm. And the guys like, look, nobody's going to buy the house by itself, so you can't. They're not going to move there by themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, they're selling the entire village. The guy had sold like four villages over the last five years. Hmm. I was like, how do you get that real estate license? <laughs> right. so I'm a village salesperson. I got an idea. <laughs> was he selling to individuals or families? Yeah, th- with the concept of, well, 
I, I perused that article. I didn't read it thoroughly, but the two that he had, two of them that he had sold to were families. Um, you know, kind of like parents that had a couple kids. They end up buying and renovating the whole village, and they end up like a brother and a sister, and a couple of them lived in in two or three of the houses, and the kids came over and stayed in the other houses when they came, and that was it. And they were like twenty minutes from one of the you know, more towns or villages. So are the, right. these then older, kind of run-down, need some work well, They weren't really completely villages. terrible. I mean, not like some of the houses right. that we were talking about for a buck. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen and read, um, and each town's a little different as to what the requirements are. Some will right. let you be an investor and do as long as you, within three years, reha- rehab it to right. a certain t- degree that they, they tell you about. Others require you to uh, be a family and have a kid mm-hmm. oh, or, wow. or be a couple and, and live there for so many years. Uh, the, but a lot of it, the emphasis is on having kids because they want to, they, they're, they've, they've, uh, they're an elderly population that is, has matured out, so to speak. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they need the, the younger, younger people in there. So it, it just depends. But I, I think the the villages, um, I don't necessarily oh. know that they had that requirement, but they seemed they were a little more remote. The, right. the houses didn't seem too bad, but there was nothing around. Nothing. Which, if you love the the quiet, clean country living, <laughs> you're in the right spot. But if you want to, you know, go 20 minutes or, or whatever to a, even a decent city to to you know grocery stores <laughs> and some basic right. living. You, you you might just need to plant your garden and, and, and be good to go. <laughs> one of the one of the towns I saw they were actually paying people mm-hmm. about twenty eight to thirty thousand dollars, but you had to commit to setting up a business to actually running a business. That was mm-hmm. one that I had seen as well. Did you see that too? Yeah, there's Tony? several of them. And there was another one that was nine thousand, but you had to move there and live you know, permanently for three years right. or something. They, I think they all have their own little mixture, at least in in, in Italy and. I mean, I went and did a pretty detailed search on this, and there's, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, f- there's five towns. And when I say towns, these are villages. They're not considered cities. Right. right? So five villages on the island of Sicily, mm-hmm. um, two in, in Sardinia, um, and then on the mainland, there's two in northern Italy, um, two in, in, I'd say, central Italy, and then three more in southern Italy. Hmm. And then the first city that came online now is Tor- Toronto. T-A-R-A-N-T-O. Oh, yeah. T-A-R-A-N-T-O. That's yeah. way down. That's, that's way down. Where I, you were, I was, yeah, as a matter of fact, I remember seeing it on signs and yeah. maybe even went through it at one point. And that's interesting. So that's the first true city. And it's, it is more of a port, blue-collar mm. city um, that, because of the industrial age kind of changing, they're seeing a, a, a downturn. And they were like, hey, some of these remote villages are having success doing this. Oh, why don't we try it? And they're doing the same thing. I think I'd seen that one. I think too. it's a main train station. Yeah, stop, so you're so. still got to, you know, that'd be a great if you want more of a city lifestyle, right. more than like a quaint village lifestyle. You could go there and still be a train stop away from, you know, pretty much any place mm-hmm. in Italy. So that's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, so many factors to kind of decipher or go through there to decide, you know, do you want to live on an island that's more secluded or, or downtown? And then, you know, taxes and cost of building and, you know, density of population and all, all sorts of things to yeah. research. Well, let's, yeah. if you, let's, let's talk about those things as far as, like, what is important to everybody. But let's talk about, real quick, a couple of other locations that mm-hmm. we – because it started about talking about Europe and Italy and mm-hmm. um, there's some other ones out there. Jim, I know you did some other search. What, what all yeah. did you find? Well, one um, 
that I found interesting, be be a, a unique place. This was in Switzerland. It's uh, Monte Siaga. Yeah, and in it's the an, Alps, right? It's in the Alps. It's it's an Italian speaking village on the Swiss border, mm. and uh, it, it kind of got isolated in the 1970s. But what's uh, and, but the village is still intact, and and you know they're, they're not great houses, but but they are there, and it can be renovated. But the location's actually pretty cool. Uh, it's just a stone's throw from Lake uh, Majori. I'm not sure if I'm saying right. Either Maggiore or Majori. Mm-hmm. It's two G's in there, uh, which is a beautiful lake. It's 40 miles from Lake Como, which is another beautiful lake. Mm-hmm. And it's only 70 miles from Milan. Mm-hmm. So it's not, you know, it's not as remote as some of these other places that, that have been listed there. In the mountainous area. In the mountains, you know, in the, in the yeah, the Swiss Italian Alps. So it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. And, and what they were doing, it was, it started as a dollar bid to revitalize the community, but then you're, um, you had to get approval from the town council for whatever it was you're going to gotcha. do. Uh, and I tried to get a follow-up article. This was from July of 2019 and said the, the council would, would approve or whatever in the autumn. And I don't know if it's because of COVID or not, but there's just no articles on it since then. So I'm not sure yeah. what happened with it. Hmm. So, but it, it looked it's the pictures are just beautiful. And like I said, the, some of the houses are, they don't really look run down. They're just, just stone houses that... Simple. Simple, yeah, very simple. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And then uh, they actually had Tokyo also mm-hmm. in Japan, which is, I ran the same thing. The articles are from 2019, and I don't know if it's the COVID that's, you know, so I didn't get updates. I don't want to say it's absolutely still going on, <clears throat> but they have a lot of abandoned houses there too. But these things are truly... Dumps. <laughs> are, are they actually single-family homes? Do you think in Tokyo, or were these apartments? Um, well, no. The, well, they're supposedly homes, and it's the same problem. They have people, elder, elderly population that's aging out, and then these things go abandoned and then just get run down. It's like a rundown neighborhood. Yeah, of so it's a rundown city. neighborhood yeah, okay. of it. Uh, but they kind of become shells, and and you know people pile stuff up, just junk. It doesn't mean it can't be cleaned up pretty easily. Now they had some out in the countryside too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was interesting, but I, I don't know what the follow-up is because these were the articles are about six, eight months old. But like I said, with COVID, you know, why would you be writing an article on it when you can't travel, you can't go there, you can't do any of the stuff? So I'm not sure. My hunch is <clears throat> I don't think anybody went out and bought them all up in the last no. four months. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're probably still there. There's just nobody talking about it right now. Absolutely. Something else that was on that list, though, was some of the American cities that I mm-hmm. saw. Yeah. So... Because um, we were talking about you know this dollar purchase or giveaways, right? Basically, we had Detroit, mm-hmm. which I saw that one. Surprise, Buffalo. I saw mm-hmm. Buffalo I saw as well. Buffalo in there. Um, Gary, Indiana. Yeah, mm. that's that's a that's a hub. Who Can honestly say I haven't been to Gary. I've been through. I've heard of it. <laughs> Jackson Five's from there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that, that may be why <laughs> I've right. heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then, of course, I was surprised to see Liverpool on a list. Liverpool was on it. Uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, Toronto was yeah. on it. I would think uh, that in in each of these cities or locations, they have certain sections that they would you know like to revitalize. Mm-hmm. So I imagine those you know, their targeted areas where where they're trying to bring you know good quality numbers of investors mm-hmm. in to sure. to kind of build them out. Chicago was on the list too, but wow, it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do remember seeing that picture that they showed. <clears throat> yeah, 
of, of what was available in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. It they would have to pay me the buck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. there, there one other interesting one that I found that, that not non-U.S. was in uh, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al- Algot, um, Australia. So it was a kind of a remote city. It's about 400, four hours from Sydney. Um, but they've had a lot of success. They've been doing it for about 10 years, and, and they've actually gotten some revitalization out of it. So it, it's been a successful program there. They're talking about the dollar thing or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yeah, so all, yeah, all of these were dollar, like kind of the euro purchase, you know, with, with some caveat of either you had to you know fix it up within a certain time frame or, you know, they all had their own little nuances to them, but right now, it's just an interesting concept that you know it's a different different model. And right? these these they're going to morph and modify and change because it's it's the first time you've ever really seen anything like that, right? You ever right. seen anything like that in the past? Right now, and some of these they're do- they're uh, auction that started a dollar, mm-hmm. so they, it, you don't always get it for a dollar, but you still get it pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. And I saw too where a lot of um, people because you know you have you, well some people are buying them on site or you know unseen, right? But you know, when a lot of people, when they go over it with the intent of doing that, they end up buying something else instead because maybe they just didn't like the one they had or finding a prop. Because some of the places, which we'll talk about a little later, is, well, there are several of them in the, some of those villages that were only $20,000. And it was already done. Right. So it's like, do you spend a euro mm-hmm. and you have to go through that whole process mm-hmm. or just go ahead and buy one that's basically done for 20 right, and be done with it? So right. There was a lot of people I saw that were reading some of those articles, which is interesting. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, I know, and, and maybe, Brian, you're going to talk about this, that at least on some of the Italian cities, you can book a tour, and, and there's a charge, but if you don't end up buying the house, you get your money back. It's like $450 charge yeah, or something. That, that was effect. one of the, the programs I right. saw, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we should do it no matter what, even if we don't buy one. At least the research, well, anyway. I, I, that's I, what I'm I, talking about. I think. Well, I think we could. I think we could do the research. Maybe pin down uh, th- two, three, four locations that we think might be fun, mm-hmm. good prospects, and take a trip and go visit and document and do some research and have a little bit of fun at the same time. And, Absolutely. And then maybe something comes out of it, and or maybe we find out that you know the. Ooh, that the place, fine print yeah. is is yeah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work, or yeah. maybe we find out something different. Yeah. Well, leading into that, then why don't we um, talk about what is what is considerations? I mean, what do you guys find Im- would be important to you for having a place that you're going to spend more than three months out of a year, whether it's next year or you know ten years from now or or whatever? Um, what are the things to consider? I mean, since we've all traveled a decent amount. We kind of know what's what's out there, but it's obviously a big difference staying someplace for two, three days, or even a week versus you know a good part of your year, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I can think of quite a few. Okay, what's important things? So, I w- climate for sure. Okay. I think that's that's going to be a consideration. What do, um, what do you consider the a, a good thing? Because you just said climate. Yeah, everybody's, right. everybody's different. <laughs> no, want to ski. And right. so that was more broad for everybody. I right. think everybody's going to be interested mm-hmm. in what the climate is. For me personally, mm-hmm. um, I like the seasons. Um, I, I like the cold. I like to ski. So, but, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to have a ski slope, but just something maybe within driving distance a few hours away or something would be nice. Not, not the end all. And that's why I love um, Europe. You can so, so far beach. you want to retire right here. <laughs> 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 the, you know, th- this is a nice area too. Yeah. So, uh, but, um, 
the uh, you know so a combination of all sorts of things uh, you know access to you, you know something within an hour or so that would be somewhat of a, a larger city mm-hmm. environment I think would be important. So um, you don't want to live in a city. Well, I might. Okay. Um, you know, I, I could. You know, at retirement. Um, Depends you know, on the city. Yeah. Well, Paris is mm-hmm. is certainly a, a great city. I could see retirement mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, there there are other cities. Uh, Chicago. I was surprised when I was at least the section of Chicago that I was in along the lakes. Uh, it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, so I, I think that uh, it could be either one of those. Uh, that's why I think the whole exploration process could be right. a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, because you you never really know, and you know, for me anyway, until I set foot somewhere, go and, and experience have a chance it, to yeah. experience the culture, mm-hmm. the people, the town what's there and get a feel for it um i think that's really important but um i could you know um what about you guys what what's what, what would be on the top of you, your list jim well i um i approach it a little bit differently um i one i want to keep traveling so i i don't want to be stuck in one place hey i moved to paris or i moved to barcelona or wherever and feel like okay now i'm here <clears throat> So I, and in the fall, I love where we live now in Shepherdstown. So in an ideal world, I'd keep a, a home here. This is an ideal world. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's going to happen. Uh, so during the fall, football, great climate, everything's, that's my favorite time of year. So right here, but I'd keep a home base here. And then depending on the time of year and climate, so the wintertime, maybe it's a, a warmer or, or temperate place. That, that could be, you know, uh, Spain or somewhere like that, or maybe it's it's to the south of, of the equator or Central America like Panama or something like that. And then in the spring, uh, so like a couple months there, and then but from there be able to travel out to the other areas, that, that geographical region, so you get a flavor of it and learn what you like and don't like. And then eventually the, the right place is going to come to me that I want to be there all the time. Or get old and decrepit and just have to be in a nursing home. Uh, <laughs> or you but, just don't care at that point, right? <laughs> right. But but in one of those those legs, I'd like to to land somewhere in Europe. Portugal obviously is top of the list uh, as far as the ratings. Spain's up there. France is up there. So that mm-hmm. whole region, you land there somewhere. Maybe take a, a couple three months that you're there. But during that couple three months, because it's so easy to move around Europe. You hit a lot of spots for a week here, a week there, and maybe you find that spot that you weren't expecting that's, mm-hmm. you know, is ideal, and, and, and that's where you end up. So I'd like to do some more exploring, but do it in a, a way that I'm kind of hopping and, and live in different places around uh, uh, um, over the course of the year. And, and if two things uh, on that, if we ended up going out exploring this and buying places that are around well then we can go to some of our places there that are around the world <clears throat> or you rent and rent's fairly cheap in a lot of these places so it allows you not to be or in my case stuck in one place and rent for a few three months and move on to wherever yeah so no, that's I, my initial thought i certainly like the idea of of being of having you know three or four different places you know during different times of the year mm-hmm. rather than just you know the way Tony had posed the question earlier, it was like, okay, where would you want to retire? And so a variety, I, I, I like that mm-hmm. as a, an approach as well. What about you, Eric? I, I, I kind of take Jim's approach in the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, not much different really, Jim. Um, I like the 
I'd like to be on the outskirts of a city, too, and be able to get to the city. But also, <laughs> there's a side of me that wouldn't mind living somewhere in a hill in Italy and just rent, and just owning a, a a little Vespa and getting around that little, you know, mm-hmm. and just take it to the train station, take the train wherever it take, you know, I could go. Yeah, that's an option, too. So, mm-hmm. um, and, of course, cost is, is, is an issue. Um, food is an issue. I like food, so mm-hmm. I want good food or be it'll maybe even be able to grow some of my own food. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that now. You know, why not be able to do that where I'm going to spend, you know, six months, three months, whatever. Right. So I, I don't know. I, I haven't nailed it down yet exactly. Yeah. Well, for well me, you're I, not ready to retire yet. No, so. I'm This really isn't not just about I'm, retirement. You may do it next year. Yeah. It's like I, we were yeah. talking about. Absolutely. Re- you know, there's that concept with the, the guys you were talking about earlier, retire early because when you realize some of the costs – it may be, you know, make make sense to go ahead and retire now and go, or you may end up splitting it with somebody. And if you can work remotely, right? You know, and Here's the thing about me: I'm not planners like you guys. I'm I w- not. I, would tell I you love my life to. Is not a planner. I am not, not a planner. planner. <laughs> so I love the discovery. Sometimes I don't even. I. I don't even want to hear what you're saying about a place because I like to discover <laughs> it when I'm there. I, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm, is that selfish? I don't know. Maybe it is. No, it's not <laughs> selfish. It's just you. It's just yeah. You know, so that's I kind of like to just discover well, yeah. as I'm there. So I'm kind of like Jim. I want to go explore and maybe find that place. Holy cow! I didn't know it yeah. was here. Well, and I totally agree with I that. Really like this. But you got to think about this. Even even under Jim's concept, he's going to pick a place whether there's one in South America, one in Asia, one in Europe. Mm-hmm. You still got to pick some place. Mm-hmm. So what is important about that place? I mean, so availability to transportation yep. mm-hmm. sounds like an important one if you want to continue to travel. So you need to be close to a train station or have a, or a realistic airport. drive you know, that you can get to an airport to get around, that type of thing. So, so you, th- you do care, right? Yeah. It's yeah. one of those yeah. things. That's an important part if you want to continue to travel. And for me, c- climate is important. If I'm going to spend a certain amount of place, and unlike you, I don't want seasons. I don't. I don't care if I see another snowflake unless I am going to go ski. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't ever want to see it <laughs> unless I can see it from abroad. Like if I'm looking at the base of the Alps, beautiful. Yep. That's spectacular to look at. Drive through, walk through, twenty degree weather, eh-eh. done, <laughs> over. Could care less. <laughs> so that's me. And then this, the other important things to me is a communicable atmosphere like when you think about the cafe lifestyle in, in Paris or or hanging out in, in, in you know Lisbon you know mm-hmm. just just street culture where you can go out you know you can have a good meal with good food that's not overpriced but just good food that you know is is taken care of it's you know not the crap that you're getting at some places but just you know real food um, you know a, just a good atmosphere so if I'm going to stay there, and even though I may be traveling out, that's the kind of thing that I want. I want I want a good sense of community and be able to go and have a cafe with a friend or, or do whatever. And maybe even yeah. farm to table type food. You tend to get that in Europe a little bit that's more than you one do of the here. I like Europe. Is yeah. There's the more, but it start. It's happening here, and I have a feeling this pandemic is going to cause it to go farm to table right. even get a little more of a grasp on the market. Yeah. Um, but- I, I agree with you, Tony. I mean, that those are all important. Uh, so, that, and that's what it was a little bit of a turnoff in looking at some of those remote villages. Right. I don't want to be out there. I have no desire to be out there, even if it's cheap as, as whatever, because I want to be able to get the stuff. I want to be able to to have to be able to socialize in, in different atmospheres and, and and have 
maybe not every day, but have a, a, a accessibility to that, to go into the cafe or to your local bar and, and meeting the locals and, and get that, that local culture. Right. But, you know, be able to go to the grocery store and that too, <laughs> it's just support <laughs> the local market over there. So, uh, yeah, so now that's important. Yeah. There's also that side of me that like, I like that. I like that alone time sometimes, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, where is that? It could be a beach. It could be a mountain. It could be anywhere. Really mm-hmm. depends on where you are. But um, that's important, you know, mm-hmm. to have nice space, whether it be green space or beach space or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and I, you know, the idea of of some of these dollar homes that are out, you know, in a remote village somewhere, I would kind of see that more as a, you know, maybe go there and spend two or three weeks couple times a year not mm-hmm. not as the place where you would actually you know set up roots and retire maybe but um sure probably not i mean it, it could just be a really inexpensive way to have a kind of a cool place that you could share with friends and family and spend some time there and uh you know could be a good investment and if you did that in a few different places it might give you access to you know, if you have the right location with some of these things, they might be close enough to cities or trains and things of that sort, or you can kind of set up a home base and, and get to different areas. Um, so I, th- I think that's that's the possibility for that. The snow, yeah, I don't want the snow year-round, Tony. <laughs> the, uh, I, I, I enjoy a nice snowfall and a, and a nice warm fire and hanging out maybe for, you know, maybe for one month out of the year, oh. if that. Maybe uh, three weeks out of the year where, go for where a you long can go and visit, you. you know, and then, then I can be done with the snow and we, <laughs> we can get back to, you know, the spring fall type weather. I don't want the, uh, you know, the hundred plus degree weather. That's, uh, that's not something I'd enjoy. Yeah. So really hot. Yeah. I can see that too. Yeah. Hot or humid, right? Yeah. 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 Cost of living, you know, yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. And that's uh, one of the things I think everybody looks for is what's that good blend of being able to live comfortably or extravagant whatever your preference is and what does that cost related to your other options Mm -hmm. and what's the value yeah Mm -hmm. exactly it's a value-based thing yeah Uh, um things uh, things to do too like costa rica for instance you know you're a an adventurer's paradise you know what i mean as far as zip lining and yeah real quick before you you talk on that one so we were just talking about kind of like an order of our normal stuff of you know places to stay why you stay there so we were just talking about you know kind of close to transportation climate you know the type of atmosphere and and things like that so that's kind of important that we need to consider about choosing a location or multiple locations Mm -hmm. but choosing Mm -hmm. a location and then normally we talk about then when we're going on a trip you know things to do and places to see so eric sorry to interrupt you there but then that's one of the things we were talking about with costa rica why it's kind of high on your list because of things to do and well number one i've been there and (laughs) it was when i first started traveling so i'm like wow i could you could retire here and you realize outside of the u.s things are a little bit less expensive you know and you realize i'd like to come back and i went back a second time and i'm like i could definitely retire here and at that point this was the late 90s early 2000s and it was very affordable and not what i call westernized yet but after that the, the Europeans and Americans started investing heavily in that area of the world, and uh, it's become not as cost-effective as it used to be, but it's, it's still, still cost. Three. Yeah, it's still very cost-effective. Uh, the, the cost of living in Costa in Panama too. Um, what kinds of things though did, did you like to do there? 
Well, I was hanging out with surfers. So it was a different time in my life. And I was photographing and hanging out with them. And uh, it was just a day-to-day kind of thing. We, we didn't have a plan. You know, they had a plan in their mind. I was just kind of following them along and experiencing another part of the world that I'd never been to. Pura Vida. <laughs> Pura Vida, exactly. So I fell in love with the place because of the, you do have a, a really sense of freedom there. Not that you don't hear. I don't mean that. But it was just different. And you, you don't realize, you know, you see the Corona commercials all your life and you don't realize that they do exist until you get there. And then you realize that they're attainable. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, not only get on a selling point for um, Costa Rica, but I didn't know much about it. You know, you've talked about it. And I hate to say this, but. Uh, Norman Reedus, you know, from Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. right. Daryl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has a show. I don't watch Walking Dead. I did it early, but I don't watch it now. But he does a show called Ride. So he's a motorcycle rider in real life, even though he rides one on the show. But so what he does is they do about six episodes that starts before they do the filming. And they go on bike adventures. And he goes with a friend. And he picks random places across the globe because he loves to travel. He's traveled since he was a kid. And one of the episodes this year was Costa. And he took a... Uh, a friend, it's uh, one of the actors from. Do you remember exactly where? Oh, he was all over. Oh, he which, was all over the country, was, which okay. was awesome. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of showed it, and that's where I picked up the Pura Vida because it was, you know, pure life. Mm-hmm. And they do live that. It way. It is interesting. They really do live that way. You know, just one of the interesting facts about the whole place, and again, I don't want to get the selling point of it, but you know, they don't have an, an army. They abandon the money spent for that, um, and it all goes into back into infrastructure, mm-hmm. so for education and just different things. So. It's just something they don't pay attention to. I mean, to be honest, at the size of that country, I mean, really, what is a, a military probably going to do for them anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. But definitely an interesting lifestyle, you know, and inexpensive, and wow. I mean, talk about fresh food and just the outdoor lifestyle. Yeah, if that you is were very much how they like, live. A, I guess a good. If you were a purist, I guess is mm-hmm. that a good? You could yeah. you could really survive there really well. Yeah. Um, but things to do, right? So that's, that's things important to thing. do. It's important. Plus, they have good health care yeah. and, and a good banking system yeah, with, they, and yeah. a stable and a political st- situation. Very so, stable democracy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all those things are important when, when you're going places and you want to actually live there or retire there. So they say roughly, though not extravagant, 2000 a month for all your living expenses will, mm-hmm. will get you a, an average lifestyle. Which is an interesting point because when I was in Costa Rica, I feel – it kind of bled into Panama, which is why Panama is on the list now. I really yeah. think Costa Rica opened up Central America. So I, again, we I don't mean to go to a selling point, but, you know, now you say Panama, and, that, you know, it's right next door, right? right? Panama, I think, it really makes that list because of their retiree program that they have put in place. Yep. Um, mm. That really makes it expensive or inexpensive if you're truly a retiree. I think it's like 55 for a woman and 60 for a, a, a guy. And then you get all kinds of crazy. Yeah, benefits. you pay There's zero income, income tax. tax. Yeah, twenty five percent discount off like flights and just random things like that. So it's it becomes really really inexpensive if you're retired. Right, so. and they got some of the same things as far as good health care and yeah. stable uh, political. I wonder how they define retired. Who's Does that they? mean you're well? If if non earned income, I mean that's basically is what that, it is. Um, you do, that you talk about the government of yeah. where you're going, or yeah. well, in Panama they retire. They it's by age. That's just the fifty five and sixty years old. Right. After that, it doesn't matter. You don't Even pay income taxes there on anything 
that earn, you earn in, of, in another country. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you earn have earned income from the United States, you live in Panama, you don't pay income tax on it. So. Now, in yeah. some cases, in Panama and others, though, make you prove you have a uh, an income of X dollars to to get residency, or mm-hmm. uh, like I think that's what it is. Italy does yeah. the same thing yeah. for I their visas that. and things. Yeah. But what was interesting, Jim, I, I noticed on um, that index that we've been talking about, that top ten, every place on there, this we know is either we've been to mm-hmm. or we've heard great things about, mm-hmm. and every one of them is inexpensive. Yes. In the grand scheme of things, I mean, every one of those, even in some of the major cities, you can live a high end, comfortable lifestyle for like two thousand dollars a month. Yeah, and a lot of them, twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred, yeah. And that that's including your your rent your, or ownership of a right, house, yeah. which is that's big. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, France was on there, but it excluded Lyon and Paris, which right. I was like 2500 bucks. You'd like you get a studio <laughs> apartment up six flights in downtown right. Paris. <laughs> but again, there's so many other places in France you could live. But that was what's really cool. It's, it's just nice to know mm-hmm. that there is 10 locations. And when I say locations, it included France. I mean, that's how many places to live in France. If you look at this list of 10 locations, it is so broad. And to know that you can go to so many locations and live for less than 2500 bucks a month, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And a lot of these were healthcare, and you know, and if you are getting older, I mean, some of these healthcare things were crazy. Like, um, Jim, you were talking about Malaysia. Mm-hmm. The story the one guy was was writing about, he's like, I moved here and I'd had a checkup in forever, and there it's different. Your general practitioner is in the hospital, and you went in, no appointment, sat down. He went through, they did like a full EKG and did all this stuff. His lab test and everything was like forty eight dollars. Right, that's yeah, crazy. <laughs> walked out. It's like they called him like later that afternoon with his 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 test results. He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just crazy, you know. So. That's a, a definitely a consideration when you're thinking about living someplace For else. Sure, yeah. You know, as healthcare can be a, an expensive thing in the oh. U.S. It's climbing. Well, yeah. It yeah. used to be an annual index. Now I think it's like, what what are they charging me this week? <coughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, uh, being political, most countries aren't as uh, um, as many lawsuits and so forth that we have here, which raises our cost uh, extraordinarily. So. Anyhow, I don't want to get into yeah, that. No, no, we, we shouldn't. So th- more th- more things to do. Yeah, so more things, things to do. To do. What, what is important to you guys as far You said, Brian, you mentioned skiing. Um, yeah, I don't know that that's at the top of the list. I, I like a variety of mm-hmm. things. So so when it comes to things to do, I'd, I'd like to have access to, you know, I like to play golf. Uh, you know, I like the beach. Um, I like the cafe lifestyle you were talking about. Um, movies, theater. Um, you know, running, hiking, those diff- different types of things. So I'd be looking for something that has a good variety of those things in the places mm-hmm. where maybe I'm going to spend some of my retirement years. I think access to water, sorry, whether it be ocean, ocean sure. yeah, yeah. Um, river. Yeah, lakes. I'm reading a book right now called Blue Mind, mm-hmm. and it just talks about how therapeutic water is, and we don't even really realize yes. it, mm-hmm. you know. There's a reason people like to live around water. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, go to it and use it for solace and, you know, things like that. So water is important to me. Yeah. And if you listen to Ghost Adventures, it's where all the spirits lie. 
Mm, there you go. Okay. <laughs> and, and water is what, 80% of the, 80% of the earth? 80% of our bodies? That's, gee, so that's that would, a tough statement. <laughs> so that would depend on whether or not the ghosts, you know, take away the calmness of the water for you. You know, or do you enjoy the ghosts or not? Uh, yeah, yeah right. right. I've never encountered a ghost in water, sorry. Jim, what about you? As far as uh, things, things to do. To do. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of just like going with the flow of the city. So you, I want a good atmosphere. I want places <clears throat> that can go and, and feel comfortable. Obviously, that includes good food and, and that type of stuff. But when, when I picture retirement or staying at a place for a, a couple months at a time, is find that local eatery or that local little pub that you go in uh, a couple times a week and you know a few of the people and you're able to, to sit around and chat for an hour or two and, and just really chill out. But then on other days, be able to, to travel to, um, you know, in or across to a city. Maybe it's an hour train ride or something and, and go to a museum or, or go to the beach like you talk about or, or whatever. So it's, it's having access to it, maybe not every single day, but being close enough to, to have that. But that just knowing the locals and all and, and having access to that's important to me. Wow, how far we've come to talk about. <laughs> retirement you know well i mean my my dad retired what 20 some years ago and they retired to florida but then he's outlived his retirement and his wife and now he's back home you know what i mean it's kind of full circle yeah. it's kind of weird he's he's raising you again yeah right poor guy poor guy this is the second time like, i've had to shit. bring you up <laughs> <laughs> but i you know, for me, things to do, kind of the same, you know, and that same note, having a place to go, you know, during the week to hang out. And I think that leads to that vibe of a town where, and I don't, I don't know if it necessarily has to be a scholastic town, but, mm-hmm. you know, we, we know here that if you have a small university or a college town, the vibrancy of the town tends to be you don't have to worry about it aging out, right? right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's one of the things, and that's one of the big movements you're seeing in college campuses across our country is older people are starting to move towards that. And there's, you know, development happening around there when we've got one being built right down the street from us here, you know, it's right. part of a retirement village, but it's because they want to be close to theater. They want to be close to good restaurants and, and things like that. And you have that tendency to have that vibrancy. And, mm-hmm. you know, so Very true. I'm not saying it has to be a scholastic town, but I think, looking for that vibrancy that you, yep. you can get and not having to worry about, you know, it being old. Because yeah, <laughs> when you get older, you don't want to feel old, right? right. At least I assume so. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm fighting it every day. But, you know, I mean, I don't think we're there yet, but I mean, we're just thinking obviously long-term here. Right. This is, but I'm like, I know we've talked about it many times with our group is, you know, why wait for retirement? You know, why not kickstart some stuff now, which is why we're talking about this, because we may do this, you know, hell, next year. That's, that's why. Yeah. We'll retire later, but we'll Absolutely. be that far ahead of that's it. That's why I said how times have changed. You know, my dad had to retire to do that. We can actually kind of do that now. Things have come so right. far because of travel and yeah. and access and things like that. It's yeah. really changed. Yeah. Technology's changed a lot. It has. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I think those are the well, most you can important things. Partially retire. You yeah. Know, that, that's a uh, very much in the picture for, for me. Mm is just kind of phasing out mm-hmm. and uh, continuing to do some things. And, uh, you know, the way we're able to work remotely, you know, as long as I'm not in a village where there's no Wi-Fi, 
um, which I suppose could happen depending on where we go visit. Uh, yeah, well, but that's, that's part of that's the consideration, okay too. right? When you, if you're maybe gonna, maybe that's a plus. If you're going to semi-retire early, then you probably want to have a place that has connectivity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's another generational change between Absolutely. Gen X and every however many generations there are. Yeah, after at, that. Yeah, yeah, ask a twenty-year-old what your most important thing is. They'll yeah. say connecting to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I guess the concept of retirement. You know, when you had kind of the industrial age and you mm-hmm. know the baby boomer generations. I mean, you worked, you know, your thirty plus years for one company. You retired and you were done. Yep. That was Check it. Your pension. Right. And I don't. I mean, nowadays, I, there's a lot of people that have no concept of retirement. Mm-hmm. I'm actually one of them. I can't even fathom a not right. ever working. I don't want to work the way I work the rest of my life. But I can't imagine not doing something. Right. Turning it into right. acquisitions or whatever right. it may be, you know, it's just kind of a part of that. Just staying active and using your brain and yeah, it's like involved. Yeah. And I love, I love the interaction. I mean, absolutely, and it, it helps keep you healthy too. But yeah. that's what's changed is the technology. You know, our maybe our parents are. Oh yeah, I mean, where they worked, they had to physically be there to mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, so then, when they physically couldn't do it or didn't want to do it anymore, you retired. But there wasn't an option of sitting behind your computer and getting work done or, or on a phone or whatever. So that's opened up so much more and allows you to retire, not necessarily retire in the, the old-fashioned sense, but semi-retire, still do something sometimes and make more because you, <laughs> right. once you figured it out, then you were at your, paid for your, your brick-and-mortar yeah, uh, job. And so it's, it's just different. The, the world's changing that way. Plus, you know, you, you got to be able to do your be in your English speaking tour guide wherever you're living. Absolutely. <laughs> you mean you be the guide? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I can, I can see Eric doing some bar uh, crawl tours. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Through Rome? Yeah. yeah anywhere. <laughs> well, that leads to then you know usually our third segment is about eating, whining, and dining and type of thing. We we talk about kind of the vibrancy and that cafe lifestyle. I mean, when you think about that, what what kind of is important to you, Eric? You mentioned like growing food. I mentioned cafe and just high quality food. What do you guys really think about when you think about, you know, eating and drinking, living someplace else? What is kind of important to you? Well, yeah, good, good fresh produce for me. Everybody's different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, if I'm in Italy, I want to get the occasional good pizza. You know what I mean? Right. Not every day, but I want a good one. Every other day. <laughs> every other day, right? <laughs> there you go. That's fine. Good, good products, I guess. Things yeah. like that. Good quality healthy. products, healthy products that are, you know, like I said, farm to table is becoming much more prevalent these days and available, and I, it's probably better for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mean to throw any uh, big companies under the bus, but let's just face it, it is. And I think this pandemic is going to, you know, make farm to table even more important. You're going to see it grow more rapidly in this mm-hmm. in, in the US but that's important to me things mm-hmm. as far as eating and and having good choices fish everyone you know all the all the proteins mm-hmm. you know things like that mm-hmm. what you be I don't ever want to sit down in a chain restaurant ever again <laughs> right yeah I, well. I really don't um, I, I like the, I've fallen in love with the mom and pop mm-hmm. restaurants yep. the, you know this the smaller cafe style places mm-hmm. to sit down and eat where you can eat indoors or outdoors depending on the on the on what's going on that day you know 30 40 people something along those lines but it's certainly fresh healthy 
good variety, um, a number of choices, you know, in the town or city where you are. I think that's important. Um, and, uh, it, you know, I, th I think that's a good start. Mm -hmm. It's probably not everything, but, you know, when I think about where I'd want to be and have, what I'd want to have access to in retirement or semi-retirement, um, we, we have a little bit of that in our town of Shepherdstown here, which is really right. kind of cool. We're, we're fortunate with that. Um, but uh, that, that's, I think, what I would be looking for. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jim? I, what I picture, and I agree with all that that you said, but what I really liked, if, if I was living someplace, and I've always liked going to these places when we're, you know, staying in a town for a few days or a week or whatever, are, are the local markets. Uh, the one, mm. or the couple that come to mind, the one right off is, is the Macarta uh, San Miguel Madrid, right off Plaza uh, de Moore, or Mayor. Um, and obviously you can go there for your fresh whatever, fresh produce, fresh food, fresh uh, everything. But if you're not in the mood for cooking, and most Europeans, because they don't have big uh, apartments, they don't have big refrigerators and all, they go daily there. So I, I, I kind of like that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Go, okay, what am I cooking tonight? Go pick out that. But at the same time, there's enough booths and shops in there if you want to just get stuff that's already prepared, whether it's seafood or, or, or whatever, uh, calamari. Uh, I mean, there's so many different things that you can actually sit there, and they've got little tables that you can eat at that you can go go around to different booths and get different little fresh things, <clears throat> and it's incredible. So just being able to, to walk to your local market and pick those kind of things out and either go home and cook it or or you have your, not necessarily you're not eating a buffet, but you get your choice of a few things to, to get some different delicacies and tastes would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then as far as the chain restaurants, I don't want to go to them either, but I want to be in – these other countries eating this fresh stuff as much as, as, as possible so that when I come home, it's a delicacy to go to a McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think that will ever be a delicacy. It won't be a delicacy. I'm sure that's the first time those two words have been put in the same sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I like being a first. But I, I will say I do enjoy the occasional, you know, McDonald's cheeseburger. I, I still don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't enjoy it. I just want it to be unique <laughs> or an Outback or whatever, just a chain restaurant that uh, because of eating so good for so long that just going there and have somebody right. throwing down the slop is would be a good thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't get a, a, an advertiser by uh, by that one. I, I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to. Darn it! What about you, Mr. Price? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, everything you guys said as far as I like, I want I want good quality food, and I also want I don't want to pay crazy amounts either. So that's why Eric, you mentioned kind of cost. I mean, it is a consideration for me. I guess where I'd want to stay because. If I can stay there sooner or move there sooner or able to access that location sooner because the overall lo you know location is, is less expensive, then that's big for me. And if I can do be able to go out and visit five or six restaurants in a week because it is inexpensive, that's even better, you know, so but quality and I, I do like the mom and pop type of I love restaurants that the menu is what it is today. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they don't even have it printed. They're just going to tell you what they have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or Terry Hall. You remember him talking about walking in Porto? It's like, I don't even need to send menu. Bring me whatever you want. Whatever you think is good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. You know, what am I in the mood for today? You tell me. <laughs> right. Exactly. What, what, what's good today? You know, bring it. You know, those are just, and, and I, I will say, that's one of our, we always talk about our love of Europe, and that's usually 
those are some of the things that kind of come along with that because they don't have, you know, some of the big supermarket, right. you know, mentalities around in all the places, and it's a lot smaller. And you Can know. you imagine living in Greece where we lived and visiting our buddy every day? I would visit that guy every day. Oh, my God. Right? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Is this the guy on your way out? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would go see that guy that's, every day. That's, a, that, you know that's an mean? exact example of, yes. I think, what Jim, we were talking about. You mm-hmm. want to. I want a place where I know I could go down, talk to somebody, and hang out. I don't care if another soul was in the building. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know, tell he our, didn't either. Tell yeah. our tell our listeners the story. Just you know, not oh, the we whole talked about that a little bit before, version, but yeah, but re- refresh my memory on on this guy and what what he made. Oh, he was. It was. It's at the, it's the the secondary port in Athens. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of the port. I don't um, remember. But you know, he, he has just the is a like imagine like a little banana shaped port and various shops and Eric and I just happened to walk by there in the morning and they were just opening up and he was making, um, he's making his fresh tajiki sauce yeah, it's fresh. with cucumbers and, uh, uh, yogurt and garlic. And it was fresh. He was making it right. He was there. still in his shorts, flip flops, no shirt, yeah. just hanging out. Cook, just put his lamb, lamb on the spit to on the cook. Spit, and it, uh, actually, it, he, we ate some, so he had had some. We cook. helped cook it. Yeah, we helped cook it and cut it. We <laughs> helped cut it. Right. I feel bad for the customers afterwards. <laughs> right. So yeah, it, we were automatic. We were his friend instantaneously. So oh, you we know, just, were talking. Instant, yeah. instant friends, yeah. right? And uh, you know, to the point where we had to leave because we thought we were catching <laughs> our boat or our ride, and then. Oh no! We went to go to check out and, and come back, and when we came back, he had put reserved on a table and put for Eric and Tony. Yeah, You're like we've known the guy for two hours, <laughs> right? right? And he's like serving us fresh food, and we're trying the stuff. I mean, it was just and it's happenings like that that make you go, "No, I could retire here," because you know, yeah, just well, that's from the actions of that though. one that's guy. Exactly what yeah, he did. exactly. Yeah. He I mean, owned several restaurants on several of the Greek islands, and it had been really big. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You know what? I'm kind of retiring," and that was his version of retirement. He's like, "I'd get up in the morning." I come in here early. I get stuff going. He Leaves started at drink- noon. Remember, he started drinking beer at ten. His his family kicks him out at noon because he gets to drinking too much. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's, that, that's and good. I hang out the afternoon and that's, I go home. That's a good. Line. That's what I need somebody to tell me that. Hey, you're drinking too much. You need to just move on. <laughs> oh, okay. We, we, sorry, Eric. We, we just, do. Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't usually listen though. Yeah, right. you're, you're not always around. <laughs> <laughs> Access to street vendors. Uh, oh, that's good awesome. street oh, yeah. vendors. That's kind of yeah, be, that food scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so all, all of that is just really good. So, I had a similar experience like that in Costa Rica too. Uh, or, you know, where we went and had breakfast every morning. Sorry, these memories are coming back to me, but you know, it makes you think, wow, I could retire here. These people, yeah. they really cater to you. They take care of you. They care about right. you. And the foods, farm. You know, farm to table fresh, and it's all yeah. grown there. Eggs, and you're like, wow, this is great. You don't have to go to a grocery store, and you know, that's pretty cool, though. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we should. All right, so we, we talked about doing this. Um, we're gonna uh, have a spattering of these segments, right? Mm-hmm. Episodes, yeah. I guess you would call them, here over the next hour, often. Mm-hmm. So for next time, I guess we all need to have a little bit of homework. Mm. How about we all come up with? based off of what we just talked about, some suggestions of, of locations of whether we should look to rent there, to own there, maybe both, or maybe even do a little bit of multiple locations, you know, there's sure. a theory behind it, you know, that type of thing. Because one of the things about owning is obviously you could sublet mm-hmm. for part of the year, 
no different than you hear in the States. Sometimes people say, well, I own a second home, but I rent it out like a beach house. Right. Exactly, so, yeah. All that type of theory, and let's just kind of help even giving our listeners some ideas of how they can also do this. And we're going to really get into the costs if we go in and do a build or a buy um, mm-hmm. and just kind of get real with the numbers and let people know that they can do this if they want it. Right. Or not. Or not. Yeah, <laughs> we, we may find out that it doesn't work too well, but, no. but, you know, I think we'll find some that will. And I would even suggest that if we've got listeners out there who have an interest, uh, maybe pose some questions to us at, at, at uh, our friends at carry on um, at gmail.com and just send, hey, I'd like more information on the dollar houses or. I was, I've been thinking about investing too. Uh, what have you thought about these and whatever the questions are and just list them out there and it'll help us <clears throat> make our thoughts more concise and, and then be able to share that feedback with you. Or even locations too. If there's, sure. if there's things, I mean, we've talked about some of them that are, I know are in all of our lists, but I know I have several more that we mm-hmm. didn't talk about. So if you guys think of, if any of the listeners know of any place that they recommend or something they want us to kind of dig into and talk about, you know, Messages about that as well. Or places that they recommend that we don't consider. <laughs> maybe <laughs> they've good tr- too. maybe they've tried it. Maybe they've tried the dollar Absolutely. house purchase and they found out uh, ahead of time that would be good information mm-hmm. for that us to know. That would be great information to share with everybody and not us do it. Or if they've <laughs> if they've bought one and they've renovated it and they really want us to go and check it out. Mm-hmm. Let us know about that too. We'll right. go and stay there we'll for them. We'll stay there. We'll, we'll and, write a story. We'll tell people why they need to rent their place. That, that, that's a. I like that as a suggestion. We'll do a live podcast from there. <laughs> Man, that's a good idea. They can even go Fan, with us. They, they, they can. They can buy a stay in their own home. <laughs> I'm not sure this this will work in the 200 square foot uh, apartments uh, in Italy, but you know, for something else, maybe. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else you guys got before that? We got our homework. We do. And then we'll have we'll be back to a, a more of a regularly scheduled podcast, I guess, next week. But that was kind of fun, though. Yeah, to, it was fun to explore that. We've been talking about it, you know, off and on. I think it's come up in a in a few podcasts about where you mm-hmm. want to live or where you want to do this or possibly that. So the more you talk about it, the more chance it becomes a path. It makes it real, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So, so that's the plan. So awesome. All right. Well, I guess until until next week. Thanks, everybody. Again, remember to check us out on friendsthatcarryon.com and across all the social medias at Friends That Carry On. And again, remember to subscribe any place you listen to and download your podcast. So thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Great, Bye, everybody. Thank you. Arrivederci. Be sure to join the friends next week for another great discussion. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. You can also find the friends and other content at www.friendsatcarryon.com or check us out on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook by searching Friends at Carry On. Thanks again for joining us and don't forget to carry on friends.